Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. Good morning, dear ones, and welcome to another edition of Ministers Talking Shit. I'm your host, Rev Z, and my co-host, Rev Briz, is somewhere between Big Sky, Montana, and the bed. He spent the last uh, four or five days up in Big Sky, Montana, at the, at the Big Sky Retreat, connecting with uh, visionaries and, and new thought luminary, if you will, to uh, to figure out how to continue this movement, how to continue this knowledge being transferred, and how to make life better for each and every one of us. So I'm trusting everyone is off to a great day. Uh, I I was sitting trying to figure out how I'm going to do this without my co-host. I don't have my partner here, and I I thought about what today's topic would be. And I came up with this idea of a view from the top, a view from the top, because you see, right now, we have lots of activities going on between climate and economic and health and all these issues, uh, Not and we won't even get into all of the stuff around the judicial system and, and, and all of the laws and stuff that are going forth, but I think, you know, as always, we want to start this program off very quickly with a reminder that the COVID-19 virus is upon us. And we need to really uh, be dig- vigilant about how we do this. Because this week alone, I just heard yesterday that we reached 15 thousand, I mean, 1,500 deaths a day now from the Delta virus. And and that is just unacceptable and unheard of. I mean, we have ways of treating this. We have ways of preventing it, wearing a mask, getting vaccine, and people are not adhering to it. They're fighting over things that, uh, that I think you know, not I won't say that they don't matter because who am I to say what matters to someone? But when we look at the greater good of 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 us and the society, we need to take this very serious because you see, not only did we have fifteen hundred people die the other day, and that seems to be the going number now, it's affecting more kids and most of the large corporations. One of the things we were depending on is getting back to uh, a work environment where people can go back to work and begin to elevate the economy again. But we've had all major, a lot of the major companies are now pushing back. Amazon has pushed their date back to at the earliest, January, 2020. The same thing is true for Facebook and Microsoft and Wells Fargo. All of these are pushing those dates back 
to early January, or it could be later, depending on um, depending on what's happening with 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 the virus and 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 the variants. And so, you know, we really have to be vigilant about wearing our masks, washing our hands, not browbeating anyone, but talking to our friends and relatives and encouraging them to. Uh, evaluate the situation again. So so we don't get where we have to go back and start uh, hunting for toilet paper or any of that kind of stuff that happened early in the pandemic. Um, and so that's what I think is important right now because it's affecting a lot of kids. Institutions are being stymied and uh, it's gonna be winter real soon and we're going to have this challenge now with the medical system. I mean, each day we hear about medical systems where there are no ICU beds available. They're calling around. Then we have the storms come in, which creates, you know, people now are not in their homes. They're going to have to go to shelters. And we're going to create a situation that's going to be very challenging. But the one thing I would like to say about this whole deal is that it is giving us an opportunity to get a view from the top, to be able to look down over the landscape of our lives, over the landscape of the various systems we have that support this country, support our lives and, and, and uh, co-mingle with the rest of the world, if you will. Right now, companies and individuals who have really understood what this pandemic has done and continue to do, if we are not careful, they're beginning to make changes of how they do business and how they work. And one of them, this week I read this article, it was by 15 um, CEOs. And they were all talking and the companies were like Citibank and Dropbox and LinkedIn and, and Petco. I mean, uh, and they all were talking about the state of the workforce, the, the work environment, and what that will look like in the future. And almost to a person, everybody said in some way, shape, form, or fashion that the flexible, hybrid, different work environment is here to stay. It's, it's not going away. It's, you know, they're looking at maybe, you know, uh, a lot of companies are going to have a three-day work week. And, and, and so that's going to give some of the relief that people are looking for because now I would be willing to bet anybody that's watching this show, if they drive around their city, they're seeing signs everywhere that says we're hiring. At, you know, convenience stores, uh, restaurants, retail shops. If you go on to the to the job sites like Indeed and, and, and even LinkedIn and some of these places that are advertising jobs, you'll see that there are more jobs being posted. But a lot of the people are saying the problems are the jobs are low paying. They don't have right benefits. They, they need someone for either child care or elder care, given where they are right now. And so this hybrid three-day work week thing is going to catch on. And, and, and some of the things that this whole uh, COVID-19 has opened up or, or even uh, 
extended or brought more light to this whole thing of equity of pay uh, and how people are paid and the benefits, that's going to begin to equal out now because people are going to be looking for qualified workers. Uh, uh, this whole thing about, uh, you know, climate change and, and carbon, people are going to be working from home or working remotely. So hopefully that will drive down some of the carbon emissions that will get rid of some of these storms that pop up overnight. I just saw right now over near Vietnam, they have twin storms. They got two storms going side by side right now, going up into the Vietnam and I think it was Thailand area somewhere. Uh, forget the other country that it was also threatening. But this is the state of where we are now. And so and when we look at the economy and what the, what 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 this is bringing uh, in terms of a view from the top of how we begin to navigate some of this, this is what we're going to be looking to. And this is a good thing. I mean, how how many years have we talked about, at least in America, that, well, we work too much. We don't have enough time off with the family. You know, all of these things. I wish we had a better work week, a shorter work week. Well, now those things are going to be a reality because the environment that we're in, and especially given the obstinance that some of us are, are facing with people not wanting to trust the science or not get involved with, uh, you know, doing the right thing, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to change. And another thing that's going to change in the work environment is this whole idea of transparency, accountability, and communication. Because when we're working remotely, Transparency is going to be needed, right? Because I need to be able to trust you and know what you're doing. So we got to be transparent. I, If my boss calls me, I need to be real transparent about what I'm doing. And so we have to begin to figure that out. Uh, and accountability. You know, it's, it's easy on a job where you have the liberals, like let's say uh, software development or, 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 or something where at a certain time I need to have something to deliver to you, a presentation or a marketing plan. Those are very easy, I think, um, to monitor and, 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 and be accountable for because someone can say, hey, here is a project. We need the project by six weeks. Whether you do it all in three weeks or you do it all on the last day, all I need is on the sixth week at the end, I need the product. That will be your accountability. If it's not done, now we have the, the consequences or the reactions of that. But just using that as an example, we're going to really, really, really have to begin to understand this whole thing about transparency, accountability, and communication. Because now it's not as clean and crisp as you will for, for, for working in this type of environment. And that's going to be a big deal, I think. Um, that's going to be a big deal. And, and, and just, you know, and, and it's, I love the way all this is just flowing with the things that we're looking at from the top. You know, one of the things you've heard uh, about people not being able to uh, find jobs or get jobs or whatever, I'm going to do a little contrast here, uh, is that we don't have enough uh, educated workforce. We don't have the right education in the workforce. Well, here's something. And I know Amazon takes a lot of flack um, for how they do their workers, but I, I think they've heard 
and they're they're beginning to put some things in place. Just yesterday or the day before, Amazon has announced that it will pay college tuition, books, and fees for its 750,000 hourly workers. Let me say that again so, so that you heard it. Amazon will begin to pay school fees, books, and tuition for its 750,000 employees. In addition to that, they will also help pay for and sponsor people to get their GED if they don't have it. And for those who need English as a second language, they will also begin to help sponsoring and paying for those individuals to get their certificate for English as a second language. Now, I don't know what pushed them, and I kind of got a little idea what pushed them to do that. But just think about that. With the number of employees that Amazon has, and this bold step to take almost a million people, three quarters of a million people, to give them, I mean, three, three, three fourths of a million people to get gainful education, to increase the employment opportunities, to have a smarter workforce. What more enticing way to invest into your workforce, right? Than to give them that. That that's a price that you that's I mean you can hardly put a price on that to elevate that. How many people from there are going to elevate to some uh, executive status or some you know uh, IT development person that that creates this next thing, right? So companies are going to have to begin to follow that trend. You know, Amazon has been setting the trend for a while, and they they took a little slump because there was people were saying they weren't treating their hourly workers well and this and that. But I think they're trying to put a stake in the ground and say, we're going to correct that and we're going to throw the gauntlet down to everybody. <laughs> Can you do this for your employees? Now, everybody won't be able because, you know, Amazon has goo gobs of money and they can do some things like that. But people are going to have to come up with creative ways to invest in their employees. And that's going to be uh, a great thing because it's gonna help everyone and everybody. Now, if we just roll that into the next headline that I saw as we view from the top, right? I don't know how many of you saw this the other day. They had an article uh, called The Great Resignation, where they're saying a lot of young people, and 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 I guess it's probably Gen Xers and Gen Zers and, and maybe some millennials, are resigning all over. And they said in June alone, now get this, in June alone, 3.9, if we'd be math and just round it up, 4 million people resigned from their jobs. This was in June, a few months ago. And they're citing this whole idea of what we talked about earlier, the benefits opportunities to work more remotely, to have more, more work-life balance, uh, those kinds of things are driving people to resign. That's one part of it. The other part of it is, I'm sure some of you may have heard of this whole new idea called uh, 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 the gig economy, right? Where, where, where 
skilled people, educated people and craftsmen, it, it doesn't matter. They are beginning to figure out how to take two and three small jobs or, or working in these cottage industries, as they sometimes call them, make a decent and in some kinds a really good salary, but have control of their time and, and be able to work with, with, with different situations and, and, and basically be their own keeper. What an idea. What an idea. And this is what corporate America and federal government are going to have to contend with as we begin to try to get a view from the top and navigate where we're going. There's a saying, I'm sure some of you may have heard of it, that says, the map is not the territory. Let me say that again. The map is not the territory. We have this map of how federal government should work and how employees and corporations and, and healthcare systems and, and media systems should work. But the territory no longer configured with that map. And so we have to be boots on the ground, as they say, to say, yeah, okay, I can look at the map as a reference. But when I look at the map and it tells me there's a river that should be running right here and there's no river, well, now I got to think on my feet <laughs> because I was depending on the river to be there to get some water or whatever, catch some fish, and it's not there. And that's what's happening in our society right now. The map that we've planned and, and, and used for so long for how we run government and, and how we uh, educate and, and how we create employment. That map no longer works. We need some cartographers to come out now and draw some new maps and come up with some new topographical maps of where, where the high points and low points are because they have definitely changed. All because of a little thing, if you will, called the COVID-19 virus. Which says to me, in terms of respecting life. You know, one of the things here we, 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 we try to do is bring up some current events and bring them to a spiritual point of how we understand this thing, what we're doing called life. And right now we have this itty bitty thing, if you will, called COVID-19 that has turned the whole world on its head. And so what we have to do as we begin to navigate this, right, is to Think outside the box, which when you look at 4 million people resigning from gainful employment in a place where things are not that stable, that speaks volumes about where people are putting their priorities in terms of being with their families or work-life balance or, or, or reducing stress to improve their health, right? To take care of elders or take care of children. So these are, you know, this is that view from the top, right? We have to be able to look down and not get so caught up in the details about, well, if I have to wear a mask, someone's going to take my freedom. You know, you're not respect. No, we're talking about the survival of life as we know it. Now, I know that sounds a little drastic. And I'm not talking about everybody dying off, but life as we know it in terms of the work environment, we're just here. We're looking at the climate change. We know what's happening there. Uh, I, I don't know what, I mean, I, what more do we need for people to wake up?
for people to begin to take this serious and say, okay, let's do something different. Let's look at this another way. Because on a good note, I saw an article yesterday. There is a, a plant, small plant, and it's it's a it in a lot of ways, I think it's a prototype, but it is a CO2, a carbon extractor. Uh, up in Iceland, I think it was, or Greenland, they, they have a, a, a device, a plant that will suck out the carbon emissions and then bury it in the ground, and it will stay in the ground for a thousand years, they're estimating, to help reduce uh, some of the carbon footprint on this effect of climate change. Now, this is small, but it, it's, it's an amazing idea to be creative, to think outside the box of how we can change our behaviors, what kind of inventive things we can do to really begin to shift the balance of a place, uh, as Colin Tipping said, we don't want to get to the tipping point where this thing tips over. Uh, and so I'm hoping that we can keep our eyes open and, and, and be very aware of what's going on, of how life is just calling us to do better, calling us to be great, right? Um, just looking at one of the comments here, it says, where are the followers gathering? Well, I I would think, you know, here, here's that, here's that, I would think that we should be gathering any place and every place we can on the phone, on the internet, in chat groups, where it's safe in person, and begin to have uh, a think tank mentality. How do we get the best and the brightest in any field, whether it's art, whether it's healthcare, whether it's media, and begin to think outside the box on how we begin to, as we say in, in CSL land, how do we begin to create a world that works for everyone? How do we begin to do that? And I would be remiss as we as we get close to our, our time here, uh, how I would be remiss if I didn't mention two things. The first thing, I'll do this first because it's a little more heavy and I'm not going to even touch it that much, but I'm going to definitely bring it up, which is this whole idea of this new law that attacks Roe v. Wade down in Texas in terms of abortions in six weeks. And, 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 and this, this is, in my opinion, a recipe for disaster. We can have all kinds of opinions about right to life and 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 you know when when is the appropriate time to to have an abortion or not. I'm not medical qualified. I'm not any of that. So I don't want to get into that. But the part that really troubles me is this whole idea about having citizens report on other citizens about something they're doing in their personal lives that affects no one else. And on top of that, they're giving $10,000 rewards. Did you hear what I say? <laughs> they're giving $10,000 reward if you report on someone that helps anyone get an abortion in Texas. 
That's crazy. Because now we're going to, I don't know if any of you seen this movie, The Purge, or all these different kind of purging things. We're moving into that kind of territory if we're not careful. Where people are just, you know, doing all manner of things to get money and, and, and trading people. I mean, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. So for all of us here that are concerned with this, about women's rights and, and, and citizens' rights and, and all of, do your homework. Get get some information and wherever you find yourself getting involved or, or, or feeling called to get involved, please do that. Because right now we are teetering on some ideas that are that, that are not healthy. I mean, I thought this whole idea of people not wanting their children, the future of this country to wear masks. I mean, something as simple as that. And now we've gone to this where we're going to have my next door neighbor peeking out the window trying to figure out what I'm doing to see if I'm helping somebody or, or, or whatever in terms of abortion. That is ludicrous. Do your homework, people. Do your homework. Get involved. We have to, we have to turn this around. And now, last but not least, I don't know how many sports fans we have out there. I know right now. And this has always been a big thing in corporate America. When the football season starts, there is a mass amount of energy and electricity and brain power headed toward fantasy football and football pools. And right now with college football back and NFL kicked off last night, the idea of sports and entertainment and safety and health, uh, and I'll even go so far as to say the gambling, creates a whole nother thing we have to be aware of. It's a great, and I'm a fantasy football guy. I played football in high school. My son played football. Uh, I love the sport. I think it's a great uh, opportunity for a whole lot of things, but we have to begin to look at this if, especially from the top, looking at COVID as the as the topic there. On, uh, I saw these college games last week. Stadiums full, very few masks. Um, very few masks now. And and in the NFL, I know a lot of the players. I think I saw the last number was ninety three percent of the players are somewhere around that are vaccinated and or players and staff. Uh, and so. Um, there's still some that are not. I mean, we, we know of a couple people, and I won't call any names. They're, they're, they're saying, you know, respect my rights. Well, yeah, I will respect your rights not to take the shot. But when you're getting around, you know, 44, 55 other people every day that you could possibly be contagious to or infect, then that's a whole nother ball ballgame. Huh. Ball game that is. And so, I, 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 you know, I would, again, tell everyone to have fun this football season. Uh, my, my home team, the Broncos, are going to play Sunday. I'm going to watch it on TV. But they said they've sold out the stadium. And so I just encourage everyone to be careful. Continue to do what's necessary. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. If you haven't got a shot, do the research, whatever you need to do. Get the shot because it's going to help each and every one of us.
come into a better way of uh, <clears throat> of living. These jobs that we see signs everywhere, companies will begin to do like Amazon and 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 offer training for their employees and 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 better benefits and flexible working and all these things that we've prayed for. Really, L literally, when you look at what has happened as a result of COVID right now, we've prayed for this better work environment, better benefits, more time off, uh, better educational opportunities. Um, and this is on the verge of coming a, a, a mainstay in our, in our lives, in our economy. We're going to begin to look differently at how medical care is given, how, how, uh, uh, how we treat patients, whether they're uh, young, old, rich or poor. In terms of housing, we're going to begin to look at different ways of housing. We didn't even talk about housing and, and those that are homeless or, or without a home. We didn't even get on that subject. But because of this, we have a great opportunity to move. There, there, was, a, there was a quote by, by, by Ralph Waldo Emerson that I want to leave you with to speak to this thing, uh, view from the top. It says, that we need to cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously. And because all things, I repeat, because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. Now, that's hard in some cases. I've lost family members because of uh, COVID. I know other people may have as well. Um, but the thing to remember is we can do this. As a, as a group, we can do this. As a people, we can do this. As a spiritual community, we can do this. And so I would encourage each of us this week, go out, do some homework, find your place in the dancing line jump in and start dancing. And so until next week, and my, my, my co-host, Reverend Briz, will be back, and hopefully he can give us a little insight on what happened up at the Big Sky Retreat. Uh, you know, he can, bring, he can bring some wisdom down from on top. And so look forward to that. Glad you're here. Have a wonderful weekend. Peace and blessings. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.